It's time! Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio! Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world! The Big Play! Reflux Town! Happy Monday. Welcome to the Big Play Reflog Show. I'm Gabriela Cruz alongside Nick Padone, Chris McNeil, of course, our star, Reflog, and Boom back in studio, our producer today. How's everybody doing? What's going on, Gab? Not too much. I've got plenty of drinks today, you guys. We got a little coffee, got our little... Uh, Nirvana? Look Nirvana. at that. Nirvana. Um, man, packed, packed show coming up for you guys. Packed day. Uh, we'll have Jake Trotter coming on in just a couple minutes, but... How about the Browns releasing how, how Kate York, that? trading for a kicker? Chris, what were your thoughts when you saw that go Breaking down news. Today? Yeah, you know, after watching four straight preseason games with the Kate York experience and wondering, okay, what is this organization going to do? Because you knew they had to do something, right? I mean, you cannot go into the regular season just gripping and knowing that, as we talked about, you win or you lose at the margins. And if you have a kicker who is completely unreliable and now falling down, I mean, he kind of pulled that that little Sir Yacht there like, <laughs> on the field, at, like Sir Yacht's first pitch <laughs> um, there in the last preseason what a game. Reference. Yeah. I, I Good mean, callback. <laughs> <laughs> it was bizarre. And, and I'm glad we got some resolution here. It sounds like we didn't have to give up a whole lot to get a kicker in here, a fairly reliable kicker. So that's good. And now the Cade York experience, thank you for the kick against Baker. But now it looks like we're moving on as an organization. Yeah, Cade York, friend of show, um, obviously a really great kid. We had him on, Chris, if you remember, right after the draft. And he was literally like at his parents' house. He's like, yeah, yeah I don't know what happens next. Like, I got to go like live in a hotel for a couple of weeks and find out where I'm going to live. And we followed him to, you know, after that Baker kick and had him on again. And it is a bummer that it, didn't work out in Cleveland. And I think that's the biggest, what I think my biggest message to the fans um, during this week of roster cuts is these guys are human beings too. And like in the case of Cade York, that's a 22 year old kid who very publicly failed at his job and was just released, Mm -hmm. you know, fired, let go um, in front of millions. So it it is one of the toughest times of the year for this sport, for people that cover the sport, because you build relationships with these people. Um, But yeah, like Chris said, it was a no-brainer. It was time because the Browns right now are telling us that they believe they're in a championship contending window. They have the quarterback. They believe they have the coach, and you can't uh, be missing kicks. In the NFL, you win games, you lose games at the margin. Chris, we've been talking about that week in and week out. You can't afford to be leaving three points on the table when they present themselves. So are you confident in in D-Hop then? 
I'm excited for him. I mean, he's an NFL veteran. He's 32 years old. He's been around to a number of different teams. I mean, he's kicked game winners for Washington. He's kicked game winners for the Chargers. The Chargers were in a situation uh, like, like we probably should have been where they had a competition between their young kicker and an older veteran. They decided to move forward with Cameron Dicker, the kicker, um, and us traded us Dustin Hopkins so I'm hopeful he's reliable he's probably not Justin Tucker but I think Dustin Hopkins is definitely what the Browns needed at this stage because at that position where it's so much of its mental you just can't keep rolling with somebody that clearly doesn't have theirs in check at the moment yeah Chris what are your thoughts well, and that's an interesting point. It, it seems like his confidence was just completely shot. So yeah. if he's got any shot, Cade York in the NFL, it's going to be with another team, kind of a fresh start. One of those things we hear that all the time in sports, guys getting a fresh start. And hopefully a guy like that's able to catch on with somebody. Uh, there was some talk about him potentially coming back to the Browns on the practice squad if he clears waivers and everything. Um, but, you know, if he catches on somewhere and, and is able to win a, co a kicking competition and, and ultimately be successful, that would be great. Um, I'd love to see that for the guy because you do. You feel for the guy. He came on our airwaves early on. You yeah. feel for a guy who I, I think is, you know, friend of show, obviously, and somebody that we saw early on. You you want to see those guys succeed, and you, you hate to see when it goes the other way, especially after beating Baker right out of the gate. I mean, you talk about from the highest of highs and just what happened to him. So thank you for beating Baker. Uh, too bad it didn't work out in Cleveland, and best of luck to you, KJ. And more so, Chris, I don't know if it'll be in on Cleveland's practice squad, on somebody else's practice squad. This is completely unrelated, but I am going to ask Jake this here in just a couple minutes when he joins us. In my opinion, even with this Dustin Hopkins trade, you got to get somebody else on your own practice squad because that's what I thought when Cade went down um, and he got stepped. I saw him get stepped on like live in real time. And I was like, "Ooh, he just got stepped on. And then obviously he sold it a little bit more uh, and he was rolling around there. And I was like, we don't have like there's no other option. So I think Dustin Hopkins, um, despite given his track record of being a consistent, reliable kicker, I would have somebody else waiting in the shadows. Maybe Cade, maybe somebody completely unrelated, but throw somebody else a opportunity to just kick on that practice squad. It's it's too important of a position to just only have one guy available. Mm -hmm. Nick and Gab, I hope that for the remainder of this season, this is about the last we talk about kickers, right? <laughs> I mean, wouldn't it be nice to just, hey, yeah, we kind of set it and forget it at the beginning of the of the season. We don't be. have to worry about this going on through the season. We know it's never that easy. My, my buddy my buddy texted me right when it went down, and he said, I can't wait to hate this guy more than I hate Cade York right now. And it's well, like, going to go I'm, that way, right? That's what I'm most interested in. In finding oh. out is if it's an us thing. You know what I mean? We already know that this is a seasoned veteran. You're using words like reliable, has kicked game winners against XYZ. My biggest fascination is going to come to the realization or not if it's just us. Are, are we, we the ruin issue? Kickers? Like well, people say we ruin quarterbacks. And I'll They're give you, the, I'll, I'll give this argument this. The dude is from Texas. Uh, Dustin Hopkins grew up in Texas. He kicked yes. for the Chargers, which is LA and inside, and um, Washington, DC, which it's pretty dry there. So doesn't have a ton of experience kicking in the wind. He played college football at Florida State. In There's our not elements. a whole, whole lot of snow down in the Seminole country, 
But uh, I think we are going to be talking more kicker here, Chris, with our next guest. It is presented by Labatt. Boom, hit the music, and we are going to bring in Mr. Jake Trotter. All right, welcoming in our featured interview brought to you by Labatt, Jake Trotter, beat writer for the Browns for ESPN. Welcome. We already saw the, the cut of Cade York. Uh, maybe you can give us the insider on any other surprise cuts you see coming. Well, I mean, the Browns could not go into the season. I think you guys agree with, with Cade York as their kicker. I think the writing was on the wall. They wanted to give him every opportunity. And I think before the Kansas City game, I would actually say – after he made that field goal with what, like four or five minutes to go, that he, if yeah. the game had ended then, then Cade York would be Cleveland's kicker. Yep. Wow. Against Cincinnati. But I think just wow. another miss made it untenable and the tenor changed. I mean, you you heard Kevin Stefanski go from after the Philly game saying, This guy's our kicker. We're not bringing anybody else in. We have confidence. There's all that's all there is to it. And then Yesterday, I mean, I knew he was gone. Uh, I, I mean, he was gone anyway, I think. But when Kevin was, you know, he did that thing where he says, uh, you know, those decisions are, are internal. internal. Yeah. Basically yeah. what he says when he doesn't want to say what, what is actually happening. Yeah. You know, he goes to something like that. So, um, you know, it's I think it's pretty stunning when you go back to that Carolina game and the 58-yard game winner he hit. And it just like they had their next Phil Dawson from then to now, uh, it's been pretty uh, staggering, and the Browns continue to just be unable to find Dawson's replacement. I mean, this is very similar. I, nobody would have thought this, but it turned out to be very similar to the Austin Seibert yeah. uh, draft day. Yep. And now the Browns have spent two you know, high day three picks on kickers that haven't even lasted more than a year. Yeah, what do you think happens with Cade York? I know now they're now we're kind of evolu evolving on the social media to well, does he clear waivers? Could he cling on to Cleveland's practice squad? Somebody else? Do you think the Browns bring in a practice squad kicker just with the amount of uncertainty that that position has surrounded? What do you think happens with him from here? Well, I I don't know if York is going to get claimed. Um, you know, if you're a team, you're watching this preseason too. I mean, like, yeah. you, you know, you're not going to be confident the way the Browns weren't. Um, I will say, uh, just making sure there's not another deal here. Um, all good. Yeah, I'm like Schefter here checking my phone. <laughs> yeah. All good. All the good. notifications. I get it. Yeah, pros pro too, by the way, joining us in the midst of all this going on. And I understand you got to pick up your kids from school yeah. and still joining us. You are a pros pro. So let me just take a second the, to recognize The you Cardinals released former Browns QB Colt McCoy, and that comes after the Josh Dobbs trade is kind of what I see well, at least as public, I, publicly I, already I, broken, Jake. I asked about uh, – I asked about – Dobbs in, in Arizona is like it, you know, could he start there? And I got the sense that like they didn't trade for him just to have a depth piece. Like they wow. were not. Uh, did that did that news just come out about uh, Colt McCoy? It, I, didn't, I haven't even seen it. It is yet. public that he's been released. Yeah. I mean, I I had heard that they were not. This new regime was not impressed, and I don't think you trade a fifth rounder for a backup quarterback. Like Lance is a little bit different in that he has some upside as being a you know former top five pick. I mean. You know, Dobbs is what he is, um, but I don't think you trade for that guy just so he can be your number two and number three when Kyler Murray comes back, potentially. So 
Uh, that does make a lot of sense. What were we even talking about? By we the were way? talking about Kate, the, what what the future holds for the Browns practice squad kicker oh, position. So like very, if you're Cade York, 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 do you want to come back to Cleveland? Yeah, no. I know. He, he probably feels no. like he needs a fresh start. Yeah, and I, I think he needs – I don't think he'll be back. I mean, people just assume that they'll cut him and then sign him. I don't know that that is what's going on here. Um, and I think if you're Cade York, it's probably time to move on. And we have – Plenty of examples of guys that have been draft picks, kickers get cut, and they go on to another team and, and do really well, which given Cleveland's luck, that probably is what's going to happen here. I mean, Kid York is immensely talented. I mean, you see it in practice. Uh, he's got a confidence thing happening right now that he can't work through. Um, he probably would never work through it in Cleveland, but he might be able to somewhere else. Hey, Jake, how good were those practices? Did he, like, never miss in practice? Because I'd always hear, you know, yeah, but you should see him in practice. It's like, well, yeah, I see him in the preseason, and I and this is a disaster. But everybody goes back to practice. I mean, wh- how good was he in practice? Well, he was very di- different from Cybert. Cybert was terrible okay. in practice. I remember <laughs> that first training camp in 2019. Like, I was, you know, Cybert couldn't make a kick. And, we're, you know, you're getting started to get worried. Like, are they going to have to cut this guy? Um, before he ever steps on the field, you know, they rolled with him. Uh, was it Greg Joseph who was in camp then? Yeah. With yeah. Cyber? And it like Joseph was the better kicker in training camp. And by the way, Joseph was not good that training camp either. <laughs> uh, so York is different in that he, he is pretty good in practice. I will say this would have been a week ago. So this would have been Tuesday of last week. Uh, the Browns had, uh, you know, you know how the, their split practice fields in Berea, so on the one side, they're doing a lot of their seven-on-seven seven and teamwork. And then on the other, York was kicking by himself for a long time, like for an hour. And I had a couple of friends who were on that side of the field in the stands. And they were texting me like, I don't think York has made a field goal in like 30 minutes. Damn. Ooh. And I checked with some people uh, who were watching um, that were not fans. And they were like, it was a total disaster. And, and I think that there were some people that matter that were watching that. So that couldn't have given the Browns any confidence either. So it's not like he was just, you know, he was, he was uh, Justin Tucker in practice, but definitely was, I think, good enough and just has not been able to, I guess, work through the mental issue. I mean, they, they, they have not given a specific fundamental issue that, 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 that is plaguing York. I think at this point, it's just, because he's missing it in all different directions. It, you know, he's falling down now. I mean, it's a, um, it's been a catastrophe for him. And I think just, it starts with, with mentally, he's just not able to get it done right now. So what another, are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on some people blaming the place holding? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it's not always going to be perfect. Um, you know, it's, uh, you're going to have to adjust, but I, I mean, I've asked, and I haven't been the only one to ask over and over and over again, like, is it the snap? Is it the hold? Is this uh, Ace Ventura? Like, what is going on? And um, I that, that has gotten shot down every time. Like, okay. it, it's really, this is the kick. The issue is with the kicker. It's not with the holder. It's not with the snap. It's not with anything else. Jake, we saw Andrew, you know, get a little active yesterday. Everyone was clamoring RB3, who is it? Probably not on the roster. Made the move to get Pierre Strong Jr. from the Patriots. What did you think of that? And then do you think that that could be a position that Barry kind of continues to look into? Or are we confident that Pierre Strong Jr. is the third running back going into Cincinnati's game week one? 
It might be the number two running back, wow. by the way, yeah. just because yeah, we have not Jerome seen Ford. Jerome Ford on the field uh, in a long time. Uh, this was the type of player that I was told they were going to add, you know, really going back to the summer. Um, they weren't going to get the type of guy to play ahead of Jerome Ford. So, you know, Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, that was never anything that they were interested in. But I think they wanted a different type of back than what they had on the roster. You know, uh, you know, this is where Demetri Feltrin, I think, is going to have trouble making the team uh, or he might make the team initially and then get traded shortly thereafter. That's that's a guy to watch uh, if you're looking for somebody else to get moved here pretty quickly in that. They sort of have that player in Elijah Moore, right? Like Elijah Moore and, and Jakeem Grant to some extent before the injury. But, you know, Elijah, Elijah Moore is going to play that role. I think that's pretty clear. And, uh, you know, Demetri Felton, I think, could help another team as a returner, kind of versatile playmaker. But um, I think that, that for their third back, they don't want kind of a similar player to Elijah Moore. They want, you know, more of a three-down guy, like, you know, a veteran with maybe some explosiveness, which which Pierre brings. So I kind of fit – he fits the type of back that they were looking for. Although i got to be honest, like I, I can't think of one play that I've seen him play in. You know, it's oh. it's uh, going to be interesting to see what he looks like out there. But just based on, uh, you know, talking to Mike Reese, who covers the Patriots for ESPN, it sounds like he fits the description of what they, I think, have been looking for. Hey, yep. oh, Go ahead. I was just going to say um, – how about Deshaun? What do you think he looks like now compared to this time last year? Uh, boy, I don't, I don't even remember what he looked like this time last year. That was like, like such a blur. Um, <laughs> you know, you're he, becoming one of us. You've been here for too long. I'm like <laughs> everything. What year was that? Out. <laughs> you know, I will say that. I mean, I think he's had a good training camp. I don't think he's had a great training camp. I think that uh, his his performances in the games have been encouraging, but. You know, it was one series against Washington where he threw for 12 yards, and then he was playing the second and third teamers for Kansas City. So, I mean, he should do what he did in that game. Uh, you know, he should move the ball. That was a, a really pretty pass to Njoku. And you see that stuff in practice all the time. It's just you see that, and then you see uh, inconsistency. You know, he'll have really good days and really bad days, and so you don't really know what you're going to get from week to week. I mean, he'll say that, uh, you know, you, you you guys don't know what we're working on. Uh, you know, maybe that's why we didn't have success, for example, on the second uh, joint practice day against Philadelphia, where he got absolutely dominating according to every account uh, that I've read. I was not in Philly, but basically everyone I talked to who was there just said it was not good. And I've even, I've even gotten the sense that internally, you know, it might be a little slow. The passing game might be a little bit slow. Uh, and they're going to have to lean on the defense and the running game to carry them early. So we'll see if that's actually the case. I know they want to be a passing team. I know they want to throw the ball 40-something times a game. Um, it's just, you know, how is it going to look? And, you know, is this team ready to make that transition? Is Deshaun Watson ready to be his 2020 self? I don't think anybody knows, uh, including on the team, until we see it on the field week one against Cincinnati. Obviously, Marquise Goodwin coming back has to be decent news for the for the passing game. Do you think that there's an odd man out in that receiver room now? Is there any chance they keep seven? I know there's a lot of fans of our show that are also fans of Austin Watkins Jr. Uh, anything yes. that you've heard on that in that regard in the receiver room? Yeah. So on my on my fifty three man projection, which I had to release as soon as the final whistle happened uh, Saturday. That's tough. I mean, well. So the Grant injury messed that up because they were going to keep 
I, I think they were going to keep seven, but the seventh would have been Grant because he would have, you know, he would have handled all the return duties. Um, so now it's probably six. I just did seven because I don't have, I didn't have time to like revise it. Um, I think it's going to be six. I, I was always under the impression that Goodwin was going to be back in time. Now, I don't know that he's going to be a big factor the first couple of weeks of the season because, you know, he hasn't practiced since June. Um, we'll see how long it takes for him to get back. So I, if you ask me today, even though I had seven on my projection, I would probably go six receivers. I think the question is, is that an extra defensive lineman? You know, do they keep, um, you know, do they keep an extra linebacker? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't have a great sense at this point where like that, that spot is going to go uh, because I do think the grant injury uh, prompted them to kind of rethink the, the the composition of the 53, not just the players that were going to make it, but like, okay, we've kind of got an extra spot now. We're going to keep it at receiver. We're going to move it to the defensive line. I think that spot is in flux right now. You know, I felt, I feel pretty good about, you know, maybe the first 50, 51 guys I had on that projection. The last two, it's just kind of, de- it's going to depend where they keep that extra spot. And I don't, I don't know what, how that's going to shake out yet. Definitely. As far as DTR is concerned, how much did his performance in this preseason and what he's shown throughout camp uh, give the Browns that comfortability to say, you know what, if they're floating an actual real fifth-round pick in front of us for Josh Dobbs, like, we got to do it, and DTR is the two. Yeah, so the day of the trade, you know, Kevin Stefanski officially named Dobbs their number two quarterback. And Stefanski doesn't, is usually not that uh, direct with uh, his personnel. So it was interesting he said that. Um, that trade came together like that afternoon. Yeah. You know, Arizona, if you notice, made two other deals that that day. I think earlier they made the Isaiah Simmons trade to the to the Giants. I mean, they were they were wheeling and dealing that day. So that had not come together until the afternoon. And I think the Browns were fully prepared to go into the season with three quarterbacks. But DTR has outplayed Dobbs this preseason. Number one, not just in the games, but in practice too. And then. For the Browns, you know, we we're just talking about roster spots. It really is an advantage if you keep two quarterbacks. So you have two, right. and then you have one on the practice squad. They were going to have to go into the season with three because you can't cut DTR. Somebody would pick him up, sign him to their active roster. The same is true for Dobbs. So not only do you get a fifth-round pick, and this team needs draft picks. They don't have very many. And you also get an extra roster spot, um, which is going to help special teams. It's going to help, you know, depth at another position. So – uh, I think it was it was it was a no brainer, uh, even though, you know, I think Dobbs uh, and certainly Arizona feels this way, apparently, um, you know, can can play good backup quarterback ball in a pinch. Absolutely. Jake, thanks a bunch for joining us. I know you only had a quick window, but it was always good to get you in here. Um, crazy times for our Browns as we get ready for week one. Going to be a crazy season. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, well, I'm Jake. sure we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Thank you so much. He is Jake Trotter for ESPN.com. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Jake underscore Trotter. But I feel like we got a good perspective there, guys, as to what the Browns are thinking as they whittle down this roster, I believe, by Tuesday tomorrow at 4 o'clock. They got to have this thing down to 53 guys. Are you pretty confident that you can write on a piece of paper right now who those guys are going to be, Nick? I'm pretty confident. I'm I'm very similar to Jake. I feel like I could get 50, and then the last three is up up for anybody's guess, and that's really just depending on what they want to do, like how many guys they want to keep in each room. 
if that makes sense. Did that answer the question? Yeah, that, that's a good way of not answering the question while answering the question. But getting 50 out of the 53 is pretty good. I yeah, think. yeah. I think I think every and, and I think they're the ones that everybody knows, right? Like I don't think there this is a year uh similar to the last couple where there's no there's gonna be no surprises. You know, no big time veterans are gonna get let go. They were able to free up their money in contract restructure, so there's really no cap casualties on this team. It's gonna be kind of par for the course. There will be some fan favorites. I hate to say it that we've Latch ourselves onto um, throughout preseason that will probably find their way onto other teams, but I think that's fine. That goes to show just how talented the Browns are. This is not an easy football team to make anymore, and really, that's what we should all want. Well, and we're also not talking really in depth about position battles where it's like a 50-50 guy here for a 50-50 guy here at key positions on this team. We're way past that. I mean, most of the top level talent we didn't really even see. And Jake kind of touched on that a little bit uh, with Deshaun Watson. We really didn't get a chance to see much of Deshaun Watson. We saw kind of what we expected when we saw him out there and it looked pretty good and it looked up to expectations but you know he was thrown to guys that aren't you know the wide receiver one and wide receiver two we're gonna have out there come a week from Sunday so you know it's it's nice to be able to talk about depth rather than talking about first line and front line starters yeah I wish we asked him a little more about defense though was it Grant Delpit who went down in practice the other day he the, did, the, but he's good. he's already back to he's good. He's already good. Okay. It was day to day, and then pretty much everybody else is in good shape. Was, I know we I know we were on a time crunch with Jake. I would yeah. love to learn more about Denzel Ward and the concussion. Mm-hmm. That's tough, guys, because if you think about it, that's a dude that's not even in his late twenties, like mid twenties, and that's his fourth head injury in yeah. the NFL in just as many years. Already made over a hundred million dollars in his career. Like that's a guy that could look at his own situation and say, you know what, I don't need this anymore. You know, I'm going to take a step back. I don't know that Denzel does that. I know that he. I know personally that he loves the game and that he. That's something that he doesn't want to do. But you you can't mess around with those concussions. I mean, now more than ever, with the emphasis on it, like you you just can't. Yeah. All right, what do you guys say we talk some more Browns as things get closer and closer and do some fill-in-the-blank? Fill-in-the-blank, baby. Let's do it. All righty. With cuts due tomorrow, the bubble guy I'm pounding the table for is... I think I know yours, Nick. As we get closer, as we get closer, as we get closer... I would like to see them keep Diabate. I think you need a linebacker. You saw the you saw the special teams linebacker 51. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his last name. Go down with that injury late um, in the in the preseason, and I I think now you're so thin at that position. You have JOK. You have Sione Takitaki, you have Anthony Walker, but after those three guys, you look around in that room and it's just kind of empty. It's there's not a whole lot out there, and I think he's proven enough um, in the preseason that he could at least be a guy that could go in there and contribute. I know Ronnie Hickman would be a lot of fun as well, a Buckeye making the team. Same with Austin Watkins, who's done a lot of good things, but I'm gonna go do the practical thing and keep a linebacker. He can contribute on special teams too. I think he also of these guys that are kind of fan favorites on the bubble i think he has the best chance of actually making the browns come tomorrow so that's what i'm gonna ride with diabate in that linebacker room chris well you 
you touched on my guy there a little bit, Nick, Austin Watkins. I, I like the flash. You know, I know that this team may not keep seven wide receivers, as we talked about. Uh, but I like all the flashes we saw of him this preseason. He's my Josh Lentz. He gets the Josh Lentz Award for this year <laughs> because he's a guy who I fell in love with. And I'll probably end up forgetting about about halfway through the season. But at this moment, I've got to have as much of him as possible. And I want him to make the roster. So uh, let's go. Let's have him make the roster. Let's make it work out here in Cleveland because I'd love to see him playing for us on Sundays. I just think, you know, he, he brings a lot to the table. He's quick. He's got hands. He's he's flashy. He's fun. Yeah. Uh, we need some of that. We have Anthony Schwartz. That project's moved on. So I, I kind of like over. this project. It is officially Jover. We haven't even mentioned that name, the Anthony Schwartz tenure know. in Cleveland. I don't know if anyone was pulling for him as hard as me. I would turn on the radio and as soon as uh, Donovan would say, oh, and he can't hang on to it, I'm like, no. <laughs> you just love runners. You just, if they're a runner, you're all over it. Track and field, yes. Sign up, Gab, right? He's making us look bad. He's making us look like we can't, we're not all around <laughs> athletes. <laughs> I, want, I wonder what happens with him. I know we were talking with Jake about what He's happens with young Kate York, but a, another dude talent. that could maybe cling on to somebody, somebody's <laughs> practice squad. I think Cade York probably has a little bit better of a chance than Schwartz just because we've seen it with Cade. Like he made a 58 yarder against yeah. the Panthers, whereas with Schwartz, we, we, yeah, but, we never uh, really fair, saw Nick, it at it, all. It was one time. <laughs> it was one time. Uh, no, I'm with you, the Chris. Classic, he's the that? classic meme of the record player sitting there. Does yeah. not work, but would be fun would be to fun fix. To fix. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if somebody has that kind of creative mind that they say, yeah, I see the potential here. I see the vision with him. Maybe I can get him fixed. And if he goes to like a Bill Belichick team, that would really worry me. Uh, you know, Andy Reid, I, I don't think he's going to end up on any of those squads. But, you know, you end up with a coach who has a history of making something out of guys and maybe thinking about things a little bit differently and more creatively. That would concern me because he does have a lot of raw talent. And we just wanted to see more of it here in Cleveland, see him display it. And he just he failed us too many times, unfortunately. Well, I'm I'm glad I could sp I could speak for myself, not for you guys. I'm not worried at all. <laughs> he was, he was a great dude, and he really was such a nice kid. Everything that I've heard, but he was not that good. And people talk about the raw talent. I never really saw any of it to begin with. Yeah, he dude was could fly. Maybe He's, you're hurting like, me. There, you're there, hurting me. Stop saying that. There, I mean, if you're one of 53 guys on an NFL roster. Unless you weigh 300 pounds, chances are you could probably move pretty fast, too. I never really saw it with him. So, I, I mean, pulling for him, hopefully, you know, with with now all these other leagues that pop up, too, like you could play in the USFL, you could play in the XFL. Like, there are opportunities out there for guys like Anthony Schwartz. It's not that he's going to be selling insurance or bagging groceries. He can catch on somewhere yeah. else, even if it's not. I, I've watched. Have you watched the Bishop Sycamore? Have you watched that? <laughs> I, I haven't yet. There's another opportunity for Schwartz. He could play <laughs> high school ball tomorrow. <laughs> in Ohio. We're what setting a up a church league, baby. <laughs> no, it's a shame. I I really feel like speed kills and that raw ability shouldn't be devalued because uh hypothetically can't we keep teach a guy to catch but we can't teach speed, speed. so That's i mean true. and he's so young he's still young enough that like i don't know guys i'm so pulling for him in his career but anyway we shall see what happens on a scale of one to ten my confidence level since we don't have kate anymore with d hop is oh dustin hopkins confidence level yeah this is where 
This could this this could make a mockery of us later or not. Let's find I out. I know, I know. Oh, oh, let's go, let's go. We just saw Kate York walk out the door, <laughs> and we had zero confidence, right? <laughs> yeah, the, it, was, right. it was the Johnny Manziel. How much film have you been watching? Zero, zero point zero. This new guy walking in, it's totally fresh. Fresh start here in Cleveland. Welcome. I got a confidence level of ten in this guy. Let's go. Let's get after it. When we talk about winning at the margin. You are the margin, my friend. Step in here, make your kicks, get us a couple extra victories we wouldn't otherwise have, and boom, we're in the playoffs. Let's go. Welcome to Cleveland, Dustin Hopkins. How about that? I like it. I mean, Chris, Chris, that, just, Nick? No? Chris just cut a better promo than I ever can, so I'll say this. I hope to hell that that's right. I hope <laughs> yeah. he's right because if not, I, I think this is a year seriously where they'll just do the, you know, it, it, it's not – they just told us all that they don't have time to let somebody, anybody learn on the job. Uh, Cade York was 22. This guy's 32. You know, you've been around the block, and if you can't get it done, see ya. We're going to be on to the next, you know. So I don't know if this is going to be – very hot jersey buy in Cleveland anymore uh, at that kicker position because if it's not Dustin Hopkins it's going to have to be somebody else he's been in the league since 2013 so he has been around for a very long time um, and, and I I hope it works okay I, I will say pre- proceed with caution because the other the, the other team was looking to get rid of him for a reason so yeah, yeah proceed you don't gotta caution. tell us we're always proceeding with caution <laughs> We, the Buckeyes we took record the this year across the river across uh, across Lake Erie right here, and <laughs> we burned it. So there's no going back. There's no K. York. This is our guy. Yep. Make it out. Yep. yep. Got to. Period. All right. The Buckeyes record this year will be twelve regular season games, plus two playoff games. Fourteen and an O. Let's go. We eat at the big table when it comes to college sports. You no. Know? The Ohio State Buckeyes, we are at the head table when it comes to them. We sit kind of at the kids' table when it comes to the NFL. So I am Mr. Confident when it comes to the Buckeyes. I don't care who our quarterback is, whether it's going to be McCord, whether it's going to be Brown. It doesn't matter. We've got a wide receiver room that looks like an NFL wide receiver room. We've got a defense that's much improved. We've got guys like Steel Chambers coming back. I'm really excited about this Buckeyes squad, and I really think that this is a squad that can compete for a national championship. By the way, as they should every single year. That is the expectation in Columbus, Ohio. And hopefully this is the year that Ryan Day and company get it done, beat Michigan, win every game after that. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what the season is going to boil down to. Chris, I don't know if you saw that I had a little DM insider action where someone – I missed it. Guaranteed, dare I say, to Venmo me a decent chunk of change if this source is wrong, that the quarterback is actually going to be Devin Brown. This is a new wow. source that I'm trying out. I'm not trying to say I'm some plugged-in Buckeyes insider, but I will say... <laughs> Buckeyes insider Nick Padone. I do have it's a nice boy. Venmo check coming my way if Devin Brown is not the starting quarterback for the Ohio State Buckeyes. With that said, we have said with the Cleveland Browns... I, I, because they kind of said that they're going with a dual quarterback thing for the first few weeks, so that, oh, that could get a little dicey. So, yeah, maybe I maybe I need to go back. 
Which, to, that leads me to my point of filling in this blank of record prediction for the Buckeyes. And I think if I've learned anything following the Browns as a fan, covering them as a member of the media for a short amount of time, I've learned that if you have more than one quarterback, it means you don't have a quarterback oh. at all. I'm going to oh. say the Buckeyes go 11-1. and one. With that one loss coming, the last one of the year, and it squeezes them out of the playoffs against that team up north, no. I would love to be wrong. I would love nothing more. But until I see it, I, I, I've seen Michigan, Jim Harbaugh, the nose picker, no. the khaki wearer, absolutely march into the shoe and dismantle these Buckeyes. I can't pick them to be 12-0 and season of dreams when I don't even know who the quarterback is. And September starts this week. I can't believe you just went out. It is not even September yet. We are in August, and you're calling a loss to Michigan. I'm. I maybe maybe I could change tunes once once I see who the quarterback is. But I, I don't, I've oh. never heard of either of these clowns. What? Then you haven't been paying attention. Come on. I'm in the middle of Bunkeye Honkville around. <laughs> you here. are. We've been hearing about these kids since they were in middle school. <laughs> They're going to be good. We can go either way. It doesn't matter. Just lock and load. That's what we do down here. You know, come on. It's, it's, it, this, the season to me really doesn't matter. I don't know that I'll watch a complete Ohio State Buckeyes game from start to finish, from, you know, kickoff until 0, 0, 0 until 11:25. Really, none of those other games matter to me. And maybe they do the Urban Meyer thing where they slip up and they, you know, could lose to a Penn State or Wisconsin. I don't see that happening. I really think it's a cakewalk schedule as it always is until you play Michigan. Urban never had a problem with Michigan. Ryan Day seems like he has a small problem with them. And you got to beat them if you want to get in. So we'll see. Mm. That's a little wow. more realistic. Three straight loss at the Michigan. I, I, I'm a step in front of a bus that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I think Michael I, Bohm is, up all our of producer all Michael Bohm is giving me the middle finger throughout this entire segment. So <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. I mean, I'm not, I'm not really a Buckeye fan. I, I hope they do well. Um, we'll see. No, you don't. You just wished us horrible, horrible things. Well, I don't, I don't know who Kyle McCord or Devin Brown like Doesn't lost to Michigan. Matter. Lost to Michigan, Chris, and the quarterback was the number two overall pick in the draft. I'm, I'm not very rebuild, confident. We reload. We just reload. <laughs> guys. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what shotgun shell we put in there. We'll pick one of the two and we'll go and blow up some teams. This I year. hope so. Is Nick There's Boza no walking in that door? How about Joey? That defense. Whew. Yeah. Got some things to prove. JT yeah, Tui we'll Maloa. I, I'm more on. concerned right now, though. <laughs> Boom, I, the battle for Miami. Yeah, I, baby. Following this. Now right? we're talking. Yeah. Pull those odds up on typical. Friday game, too, right? Yeah. Big Friday game. So Miami, that's Bernie Kosar's Miami of Florida, is playing my Miami Redhawks of beautiful and scenic Oxford, Ohio <laughs> to open the season. It's the battle of our, of Ohio. Our quarterback has already come out and said that the real Miami is the Miami of Ohio. It is Miami in Oxford, Ohio. And I love that. I love his swagger. He's a Gabbert. He's uh, he, he, he just kind of see, you know, you know who the starting quarterback is for Miami. Confidence. What's that? You know who the starting quarterback is for Miami. 
damn straight. He's not here telling the world who he is. Yeah, look at that. It. Friday, September 1st, 7 o'clock, Battle of Miami. It's crazy. Chris, I feel, like, I feel like Brett? you and Dave are almost obligated to at least put like five bucks on Miami, Ohio money line. Like straight out oh, to yeah. win the game. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> It'd be nice to get an internal bet against us and Bernie. The battle yeah. for Miami here on the shows. Yep. Here at Big Play. Too fun. Because uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I think, what's the spread though? The spread's huge, isn't it? Gigantic. Yeah, it's pretty large. So, you know, be great moments in even beating the spread in this one. <laughs> but, hey, you never know. You never know. App State, it has happened before. David does beat Goliath every once in a while. I am I wearing love, a though, shirt that says the underdog. Any faith in Kent football plus 37 against UCF wow. on the road against the Golden Knights? No, I like my Miami spread hawks. I love that. Plus fifteen and a half against Miami, Florida. What was that number? Plus fifteen and a half. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. We can keep it within three scores. All right, do we want to slide a little guards in here? Because it is. Let's do a quick Guardians one. The Guardians play the Twins six times over the next 10 days. We must win blank of those six games. Chris, your text in the group chat today was too funny. We're six. We need to win all six. (laughs) There's no doubt about it. I mean, really, to give ourselves a legitimate chance, we really do need to win all six of these games, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, we're six games back. Right now, we don't necessarily we don't look like a team who's going to beat anybody. Noah Syndergaard, who our starter was yesterday, he's gone. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're just like jettisoning guys. That was a short lived thing. Old grizzled veterans that are carrying the team right now. The, you, oh come on! Is that a shot at Ramon Laureano? <laughs> no, no. It's, uh... Cole Calhoun. Yeah, You're telling me Calhoun, this isn't the my most boy Calhoun. I love the guy. You've had watching Gardo's baseball, Chris. Are you not entertained? I am entertained. He's like 50. That's great. <laughs> it is said. Great. Maybe he gets us into the postseason. That's fantastic. Hey, I'm not taking anything away from the guy. I'm just saying you're not exactly building the future with this guy. I'd feel a lot better if some of our younger hitters were more regularly hitting. Isn't it? It doesn't it kind of suck that this should be like the biggest series. You got six games I against know. the Twins. You win all six of them, you're probably in the playoffs. Even if you win five of them, you got a chance. I could not care less about this series at all. I just don't care. It's football season. They've they've given me so little optimism that they could win five of six of these games, let alone all six. I just I don't see it happening. Yeah, this this season kind of was a. A buzzkill so far. Uh, do you think Tito's going to retire yeah. if we're able to come back and win and go to the playoffs? Oh, I, oh, I oh, think playoffs changes everything. You know, if they sneak no in the way. playoffs, it's it's all about his health. Come on, you think it, it's over no regardless? Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's really a health concern for him because I think he would love. He loves nothing more than baseball. He is a true baseball guy. Yeah. And that's Tito, right? Yeah. He loves being around the game. He loves leading these guys. He loves the young players. He loves the older players. He loves everything about baseball. He would just live, sleep, eat baseball every day for the rest of his life if he could. 
And I, I think his health has gotten to him to the point where people are saying, hey, Tito, you really just can't. And I think his body's telling him the same message. Otherwise, he continue. So even if they make the playoffs, even if they go to the World Series, no matter what happens on the field, I think, uh, unfortunately, Tito is going to move on. And what? Sandy Alomar is going to step in, right? I don't know. What's nice is with all of this, I don't know who steps in next. Um, I haven't even had yeah, enough time to think about the it. Last I hope Tito stays. Stay in the organization in some capacity. Like, oh, I get yeah. you can't be out there that. managing every day. Be in the front office. You know, just, yeah. just be around because I think his expertise, his experience, and just his overall personality as a leader I think is needed in that organization. So even though he probably won't be managing after this year, I hope they find some sort of role for Terry Francona as mm -hmm. we progress. Love you, Tito. We love it's Tito. It's not. We we were acting like he's officially retired. It's not I'm officially. in denial about it too. Yeah, yeah. I haven't so even I'm been able to con I'm conceive. The same way. Yeah. Hold on to that hope, Gab. I know. <laughs> All right, Boom. What do you say we hit some bets? It is officially back football season with Typico Sportsbook. Typico lets you bet on all the biggest sporting events all year round. MLB playoffs are right around the corner. College football kicked off this past weekend. NFL starts next Thursday with Typico. You can bet on all of this. They have your traditional betting lines, the spread, the money line, the over-under, but they also have so many cool player props, same-game parlays, Futures, you've got to download the app to find out what we're telling you guys about on a week-in, week-out basis. Typico does all kinds of great promos like our weekly big play boosts where you're going to get better odds on our favorite bets each week, especially for our Cleveland sports teams. So you got to just download this thing. We we talk about it all offseason. Download the app right now. Get in before football. You want to be able to bet on that first Thursday night game. You want to be able to bet Chiefs-Lions on Thursday. Sign up with our show link to get $150 of bets on us with that $50 deposit. And when you do that and use that promo code REFLOG150, you're going to get that $30 dog pound future. You got to be 21 years or older to gamble in Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Guys, I get that we're excited that football is back, but we are going to take a look at some baseball bets first guardians at twins is wednesday on espn plus tanner bybee versus sunny gray and this is going to be kind of the push for bybee to potentially steal away rookie of the year he has the fourth best odds on typico to win rookie of the year but we're going to make a same game parlay for this thing give me a leg that you guys like well since we're on the tanner bybee train let's go for uh What's the over-under on strikeouts? I always like that strikeout odds. Mm -hmm. That's always fun, especially with the young guys. Okay, I like that. Gab, do we have a player that could potentially get a hit in this game against the Twins and take a hit off of Sonny Gray? Calhoun. Col Cal Cole yeah, Calhoun. I was just going to say Cole Calhoun. Ride with Calhoun. <laughs> I like it. And then are the we reflog? Are we going with Guardians money line? I mean, these are these are all huge Listen, games. Listen, these I are feel do like or a, die. Gotta yeah. go. We gotta go. Get the dub. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Get the dub. Guardians money line. Might as well. I like it. Yeah. We we might as well because after this, like, I feel after like after this, yeah, we it, we it, take our peaks of riding Guardians money line now, and then if if they fall off, they fall off. Yeah. Exactly. All right. 
we'll see what happens this week. Let's go with some fun NFL bets as we are in preparation for the season. Typico offers a lot of fun season-long bets, which are really fun to do. Obviously, you lock them in now. You monitor them all throughout the course of the year. All right, Dollar Dog wants each of us to pick one season-long bet that are under the records tab on the Typico app. And if you see, he has them in all the all laid out in all the notes. Do you like any of these, Chris? I love how the first one listed on here. Do you see that, Nick? The longest field goal made made yardage. (laughs) And this is the whole league. This is every single game that's played in the league. I I just love how that's the first one listed. 62 and a half. Oh, wow. I mean, we were so just... Uh, amazed by the length of Cade York and, you know, all the pregame kicks and everything else. If this had been last year, I would have been like killing that one. Just yeah. it. it wasn't the length. It was the accuracy that ultimately got him. So, um, boy, that's what she said. I have one that I, wow. <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have one that I like on here. If you guys want a little bit of time to think, and it is, um, this one is not a that's what she said. I, I could I could prime you guys there, which is also what she said. And it is total individual 200-yard receiving games, I think over two and a half players. I think there will be at least wow. three players in the league this year to have a 200-yard receiving game. These teams pass more. These receivers have bigger games receiving. I think 200 yards anymore we're going to start to see it become a little bit more commonplace. I think two is such a low number. We'll at least have three guys do it throughout the course of the year. Okay, I'm going to give you one. With our defense and so much of the focus being on defense, uh, you know, I know we've invested a lot of money in that defensive front, but I'd like to highlight some of the corners. And and I'm looking here at the most individual defensive interceptions. You know, this goes back to our whole conversation about winning at the margins. One of the ways that you do that is by turnovers. causing turnovers, right? And we're going to need turnovers if we're going to be able to compete in this division. So I'm kind of willing this one to happen. So that's the one I'm going to go with. What the hell? Let's let's put the spotlight on our secondary, have them get some picks, turn some ball games around so that our offense gets the ball back and we can score. That would make things a hell of a lot easier. And also – take some of the pressure off our kicking game so our new (laughs) new old field goal kicker doesn't have nearly the amount of pressure that Cade York was obviously feeling. I mean, hey, man. Why not? Andrew Barry said on the broadcast that they brought Jim Schwartz here to create turnovers, to have guys play freely. It would be so much fun if they could finally do that because that is something with Joe Woods, like all three years of Joe Woods. Even when the defense looked good, they were not creating turnovers at all. Like they almost never created a turnover so and now we've got a turnover chain do you yes, like the turnover chain? i do i'm a huge fan of that i i know there's like some the gimmicks i know you no. like gimmicks. you want them like slam dunking basketballs on the sidelines <laughs> and wearing chains and everything you're just all about it well i mean i know that there's an argument to be said like let's focus on the thing and that's you know turn the ball over give it back to the ref act like you've been there before but i do think there's something to be said about like that extra incentive and it helps create that overall team feeling which last year they certainly de- definitely 
didn't have. I mean, we had players and coaches throwing each other under the bus in press conferences on that defensive side of the football. Jadavion Clowney didn't show up to the last game of the year. So if it takes a stupid turnover bone to to give them that feeling of team, of community, then I'm all for it because they if that's what it takes, sure, try it all. Yeah, it's kind of a cool story behind that too. It looks like the lady who was putting that stuff together, putting together those turnover chain like bone things, um, is donating some of the money to a good cause, and it had something to do with, I think, playgrounds in the inner city. Yeah, like and, in, in uh, Southern Ohio. Yeah, yeah, which I thought was pretty cool the way that roped in. It was her son who ended up giving it to one of the defensive players, and then it ends up showing up there on TV in the preseason and becomes an overnight success. So that's cool. Kind of a neat story here. In the we got to get one of them. We got to get one of them in studio. Like, you know, especially yeah. with what we got planned for the season, not going to give too much away, but I think we got to get a turnover chain. We have some in stuff here. planned for this season. We got uh, some pretty, pretty just, big stuff. Just a, pretty just a couple things planned for the season. <laughs> TBD. That's right. It's going to be a big season. It's going to be a big season for us. It's going to be a big season for the Browns. Got to get after it. What what would you say, Chris? Bigger season for big play or the Browns? Oh gosh, who has more on the line this year? Who has, who has more pressure on them? Right <laughs> we're, we're only in our second year. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You get at least three years, right? Right. Right. We're not in the hot seat. As, as we sit on the very same day when we have one of our first produced shows going on Bally Sports. Yeah. With the Bobby Carpenter show tonight at 11 o'clock, immediately following Guardians action, from what I understand. So yep. kudos to Bobby Carpenter, Anthony Schlegel. That's going to be a great show. It already has been a great show. Now everybody's going to get a chance to see it in six, seven million households, which is what the distribution is on that. And that's just fantastic and great for the show. Great for us. There's more to come. More to come, both from the shows and also from us for, for Browns games as well. So a lot of fun stuff, Nick. Stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. All right, that's enough there before we give too much away. Um, next bet, Buckeyes spread is 29 Ooh. at Indiana. The 29-point favorite on the road. Over-under for that game is 59.5. Um, does Ohio State cover the 29-point spread? Last year, Ohio State won 56-14. to I'm still wrapping my mind around that we're opening the with a Big Ten team. Different. It just doesn't seem right. We should be playing, you know, Toledo, a directional Michigan, something along those lines. We shouldn't be opening up with Indiana. I know Indiana is essentially a MAC team. <laughs> <laughs> it just still doesn't feel right. Um, yeah, and this line is crazy. I mean, minus 29, over under 59 and a half. This looks like some of the high school lines that I've been putting out so far. Uh, big boy versus a small boy. I'm going to go ahead and say the Buckeyes with the flux at quarterback. I'm at least going to give you a little bit on this one, Nick, that maybe it takes us a little bit longer to kind of figure out, find our find our mojo when it comes to the quarterback position. Maybe the offense isn't clicking as much as it should against an Indiana. So I'm going to say Indiana, pride Hoosiers. I'm going to say they beat the spread. Whoa. The, the Hoosiers cover. The Hoosiers Plus. cover. Wow. 29 on Indiana. How do you feel about this over under 59 and a half. I almost get the feeling that if the if, if they want to get this 59 and a half, a big chunk of that has to be Ohio State, right? Like their Ohio State's going to yeah. have to do Racking the majority of the 60 points. So I'm going to go under on that. I'm going to say Indiana, Indiana cover under. Indiana beats the spread Ugh. and then goes under 59 and a half. I, I'm not saying it's going to be a close game. Ugh. 
Ohio State's gonna gonna roll, but it's there's just not gonna roll by twenty nine points, probably twenty eight points or something like that. Yeah, we'll see. Something to keep an eye on there. I like it. Let's go to the Big Ten Championship. The Buckeyes are slight favorites to win the Big Ten at plus one fifty five. Would you put money on Ohio State winning the Big Ten this year? They're plus one fifty five. That team up north, right behind them, at plus one seventy five. But I, I think Ohio State plus money to win the Big Ten, that, that's a solid bet, always. Yeah, I, I'd agree with you. <laughs> um, I, and I already said they're going to go 14-0, and 0, so of course i got to take this bet. Yeah, I love it. Plus, Ohio yeah, State win, Big Ten. Well, any Ohio State bet at plus money, you could yeah. probably convince me into taking. Like, even though I was kind of being a little bit of a heel, and I am really unsure about what happens at the end of the year because I do think Michigan has shown these last couple of years that they are really that Michigan. good. That's enough. Do but, not bring it up anymore. That's it. Enough Michigan. We're not even float, to week one. When you float this had plus money in Michigan. front of me on the typical sportsbook app, I don't <laughs> know that I could ignore it. So I like Ohio State plus 155 there. Uh, what is your prediction for the fl- four playoff teams this year? Obviously, the uh, expansion to 12 is last year. So the finale of four teams in the college football playoff, the AP Top 25 right now. Obviously, this is the preseason poll. Georgia one, team up north two, Ohio State three, Bama four. I'm going. Give me Georgia, OSU, Alabama, LSU. You don't find that certain team up north in my final four there. No Caleb Williams love, USC? Nope. And let me tell you a dark horse, too. Texas. I, I, I'm oh. finally, I'm starting to buy some stock in Texas all of a sudden. So my we'll buddy, Chris, my buddy, Jack Settleman, who we've had on Big Play before, he said he's looking for someone to put $10,000, a $10,000 bet on Texas versus um, Texas versus Alabama. He is that confident in Texas this year. Whoa. He thinks they're back wow. and he's, he's trying to find a taker to put $10,000 on it. I said I like them as a dark horse. <laughs> I know, and he's coming out. So that's what I'm saying. There, there are a lot of people hot. that like them as a dark horse. But, yeah, to straight say upset Alabama, he is confident. So you're not the only one with a little bit of faith in Texas. <laughs> yeah, we'll see last year in the Big 12, right? And uh, we'll, we'll see if they go out strong. All right, and then the final one, final bet of the show. You guys ready for this? Oh, Chris is. Miami, Ohio. At yes. Miami, Florida. Chris, I'm taking it with you, baby. Plus yes. 15 and a half. The spread hawks. The spread hawks to win outright. That's what I want to see. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Let's go, Gabbert. Let's lead our Red Hawks out there on the field. Make me proud. Go, Red Hawks. Beat the spread. Beat those Hurricanes. OH, baby. Sorry, Bernie. You still matter. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on it to Red Hawks plus 15 and a half. All right, guys. I think that's a show. I agree with you. This is good. This is good. A lot to talk about next week. Big announcement. Football starting up. I can't wait. I think we do our big announcement next week on the show. Kind of Mm -hmm. tell everybody what's going to be going on with big play, with Brown season, where we go from here. The shows are going on TV. You guys are seeing everything that's going on. So stay tuned with us next week. 
Download that Tipico app now so you can actually bet these games with us. That promo code is Reflog150. When you download, it'll ask you to put $50 in, put it in. You'll get $150 of bets on us plus a $30 dog pound future. Go do it. Go bet with us. See ya. Peace. It's time. Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio. Presenting the undefeated undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world the big play Yeah, yeah, yeah.